When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Songwriter Connection Podcast, where we look at the craft of songwriting through the eyes of the songwriter. Each week, we make a connection with a music maker, listen to their songs, and hear their stories. From Nashville, Tennessee, here's your host, Dave Lenahan. To be more specific, it's, it's actually the town between two lakes, Old Hickory and Percy Priest. We're in Hermitage, uh, where I live at my dining room. My dining room is my studio where I do radio and, and the podcast and my writer's room and uh, occasional voiceovers and things all right here from this room that my wife was so uh, kind enough to let me turn into a studio when I need it. But all this stuff is portable. I can stuff it into one closet. So it's kind of cool. Thank you for joining us. I do appreciate you being here. Um, we've talked a lot in the past on this show about the NSAI group and I want to focus in on a little bit more. It's uh, Nashville Songwriters Association International, NSAI. And it really is international. There, There's probably a chapter near you. Now, I came here from Cincinnati, as you may know. And when I was working in radio there, uh, the, NSAI, uh, the NSAI group there was very active. And it asked me to come and talk to them about how songs make it on the charts and things like that. And I didn't know that a group like this existed. And I was blown away to walk into a room full of about 60 people that all had a passion for writing songs and learning the craft of songwriting. And I'm like, wow, this is really cool. Sign me up, guys. And uh, eventually uh, became a coordinator there. But what you need to know is a very active group. It was started by a guy in Cincinnati in that area named Jim Melko, who uh, became a great instructor, taught to this day. He, uh, he teaches songwriting to the group. Uh, a guy named uh, Greg Altamer took over here in, uh, in, in Cincinnati, the Cincinnati area, as the coordinator and did some ama- amazing things. He's my brother from another mother. Um, and um, he would bring up Nashville songwriters all the time to mentor and work with us. And that's the nice thing about NSAI. Check it out. Where you live, there may be a chapter. Uh, the nice thing about it is they teach that craft and they provide mentors. We had an Adopt-A-Shot pro that they would call that would come up. Will Nance was for a while. I'm trying to think. Gary Talley, I think, was once. Uh, Gary Talley used to be in the Letterman. The, give me a ticket for an airplane. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so anyway, we got to meet all these great people and bring us along. And our guest today was also one of the mentors that, that Greg brought up. And I remember meeting Craig Monday. Good to have you here. Good to be here. I remember meeting you the very first time. Was was at Greg's house. You know, I think that was the first trip. Was it? I went on for NSA. I'm pretty sure that was the first one was to Cincinnati. Was yeah. Yeah. What was so cool about it is we thought we were songwriters, right? And then we get somebody like you come up, show us where the bar is. And we're like, 
in awe. We're hearing some of these great songs like Memphis and uh, Satan Grandma, you know, so, uh, and, and just Florida, you know. And um, I've been a fan and a friend ever since. Craig, good to have you here. It's good to be here. It's good and, to be here. And I want to thank you for all that you've done uh, with NSAI. You, you're still with them. Mm-hmm. You still mentor a little bit. Yeah, that's still part of the mentor program they have going over there. It's, um, you know, if you're a member, you get um, two sessions two mentor sessions a year mm-hmm. with your membership so and there's there's the other ones besides me but it's just gives you an opportunity to call in because you know if you're somebody i get calls uh talk to people on zoom that mm-hmm. it might be a little guy in a shack in sweden and it's <laughs> yeah, just it's like in the middle of nowhere and he's just in, you know he's just in there writing songs and he just wants to know yeah. anything about what's going on in music or just whatever question or if you want to play a song right. and get an opinion there's just uh, different things. Well, it's good to have somebody like that bounce off of. Yeah, yeah. But you're a songwriter, a hit songwriter, too. And let me tell you, folks, he's had uh, number one with Kenny Chesney. He's had songs from cut from Randy Hauser, Vince Gill, Diamond Rio, Amy Grant, really? Uh, uh, Jamie Johnson, uh, Blind Boys of Alabama, Mark Wills. I'm sure that list is a lot longer these days. Huh? Is, there's been a few added to it, yeah, yeah luckily. Yeah. <laughs> You've been writing in this town for a while. It's been since 96. That's when I moved. And you and came from what? Like the, the, the north of, uh, northeast of what? Knoxville? Yes, just a little bit north of Knoxville. Probably about 30 miles north of Knoxville. A little town called Luttrell. Luttrell. Uh-huh. I was going to say Luttrell, and I didn't think that was right, but I wonder how you said it. Luttrell. <laughs> Luttrell, yeah. It's Luttrell. where uh, Chet Atkins was from there Kenny Chesney actually was from there too how about that and then Roy Acuff was just right across the mountain kind of over in uh, Maynardville where he was from there's a lot of music in that area did you know Kenny then back then or no I did not I didn't and and it's funny it's such a small town my mom actually worked with some of his cousins and she like knew as his mom and they were but I'd never met him and we didn't I I always said even, even when I knew he had the song on hold mm-hmm. that uh, that we wrote. I just kind of tried to avoid meeting him. I mm-hmm. just didn't want I didn't want his opinion to be swayed any either good or bad. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. So yeah. and that that song was on hold over a year. Was it really? So, yeah. There were there were opportunities during that time that I had to have meet other people him, cut it. Steered. Yeah. You know. Yeah. If I, that's was one big fear was just like man, how many songs does Kenny listen to for <laughs> an album? And that's been. Yeah, that was one of the first ones they put on hold and recorded, and I was just like, "Man, somebody—it's going to get knocked off." It's what would like, you guess that they listen when they're listening for songs? And here's the thing about Kenny Chesney: what one thing you've got to give him—they pick great songs for him, and he's a good songwriter yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, but he always finds good songs. Yeah, yeah. I heard uh, somebody talking about Reba the other day said listen to about a thousand, and I heard Tracy Lawrence say he listened to about two thousand. So I don't, Whoa. you know, it's. A, they listen to a lot of songs. And you just narrow it down from there. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yep. So the for, first thing was you got a hold. And were you writing in a publishing company then? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, that was the, that wasn't the first one I had cut, but um, that was um, when I wrote at Windswept and Corlew Music Group. It mm-hmm. was a co-venture. And, uh, You're was writing over, yeah, yeah. I was writing over there when that happened. Right on Music Row. Yes, it was in the UA Tower at first, and then that fire, ah. fire happened in the UA Tower, and they moved us over. That was it. Octagon Sheep. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful building. UA, United Artists. Kenny Rogers and all them. Dottie West and all that stuff. Yeah. A historic building that they... Another one of those historic buildings they tear down on Music Row. No joke. But yeah, but it had been there. It's kind of a... started becoming a, an eyesore there after a while. Yeah, oh, it was, it was ran down when we were in there. Yeah. There was there was some crazy stuff going on in that building. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. putting a high rise in. Yeah. I get turned around sometimes on Music Row these days. I'm just like, I, 
Nothing looks the same anymore. It happens all the time to me. It really does. Yeah. So anyway, back to that. I know it wasn't your first big cut, but I thought it'd be really cool to take uh, the anatomy of a hit song. And, sure. and uh, it was a big hit for Kenny Chesney. It was number one, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. No, no was it? it wasn't. It was Top five? A, it was just, uh, he he put it out for a little while and did a video. It was really funny. They put uh-huh. it on two different albums. Got a little crazy last night's song. Uh-huh. Yeah. Got a little crazy. They put it on two different albums, did the video. Two albums? Did everything mm-hmm. that you would think was going to line it up to be that. And uh, I th- it was kind of funny because it's called It Got a Little Crazy Last Night. And then right at that time, he wrote We Went Out Last Night. Ah. And I think that had maybe had something to do with I don't know if they wanted to do two songs that was kind of the same. Same. Ooh. Yeah, so it was a... Interesting. That might have had something to do with it. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, Anatomy. So they put it on hold. Put it on hold. Which means... They kind of want you not to play it for anybody else, right? Or do they, back then, did they say, you know, we want this exclusively, you can't pitch it anymore? Yeah, this one actually happened, like, it got pitched to the record label and A&R and everything, I think, multiple times. And they kept saying that Kenny was not going to do any more songs like this. He's done doing this kind of, it kind of has an island kind of thing a little bit yeah, too. Yeah, right. But they right? were saying, no, he's done doing that. And he's, oh, not, cool. he's not doing anything like that anymore. So we had an independent plugger at the time. Mm-hmm. And she said, I'm just going to take it over to Buddy, his producer, Buddy, Buddy Cannon, and yeah. uh, see what he thinks. And she played it for him. And he said, I think Kenny will like this. And he said, I'm going to play it for him. And so they, wow. it got cut that way. So through a plugger. Yeah. To to the producer. Yeah. yeah. And so it it was a very short time from them saying, put it on hold to one day they called the uh, publishing company and said, hey, we cut this. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, I mean, just a couple of weeks probably, it seems like. But then... They just held it. The album didn't come out till like uh-huh. a year and a half later or something like that. So wow. it was a long time of having to cut and just waiting on it to get bumped off. Oh, man. Praying that it didn't yeah. get bumped. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> what about the feeling when you found out it was going to be there? It's going to be on the album. Oh, man, um, I guess I was... N- I was nervous of it getting bumped off all the way up until I could go buy it in the store, truthfully. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't until... I bought it, even though they had me come over and listen to it and everything. It was just, uh, just I just had heard so, that happened to so many people, yeah. you know, and I just known it and been, he had listened to it for so long and they get tired of songs so easy. And it was, so until I bought it, I was, uh, I was <laughs> nervous of that. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, is it Taylor Swift or Faith? One of the two, uh, they still like to go to Walmart and buy the CD when it hits, yep. you know, just yep. because it's that physical thing and, you know. But, uh, no, I can understand that. Yeah. So you waited over a year, was it? Yeah, it was over a year. Yeah, oh, it was, my God. It was, it was a long time. So by then, <clears throat> were you sick of this? <laughs> it was just, a, I, that was such a long time. He hadn't, yeah. I think that was a Did a you weird, forget about it? You're like, oh, God, what was that? Song? Yeah, it, it was weird for him to go that long without putting out an album. There was some, I don't know what it was that he'd waited so long. There was a space there with that one, and uh-huh. it was just like, what is going on with this? And I'd, I'd kind of had that happen in the past with people, like the same kind of thing, and I was just like, oh, no, it's just it's going to happen. It's going to happen. But, yeah. You get yeah. the heart broken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it happens so often. Yeah. But it happens, yeah. Yes. Well, I want to know more about that song, and maybe can you – is that one you can play? Yeah, I can yeah, play that. Yeah, I know sure. you brought your Taylor guitar there. Yeah. Uh, but tell us the story, uh, how how you wrote it and who you wrote it with. And Yeah, I wrote this one with a good friend of mine, Chris Wallen. Chris. And this was a funny story about this one is he called me, I think it was on a Sunday afternoon, and it was about 
this time of year, probably more like August, and uh, he was going to drive up to East Tennessee and look at buying a car, some old muscle car or something yeah. that was up there. He'd call and ask if I wanted to ride up there with him. It was just one of those hot, nasty, hot, Oof. just humid days, and I was like, man, I don't know if I want to ride all the way to East Tennessee and back, but I was... I think it's like, man, I don't know about that. And so then I hung up with him, got thinking about it. I called him back, and I said, man, I'll go. Let's go. Yeah. And um, so we drove all the way up to East Tennessee, up near Kingsport or somewhere in Morristown. And uh, we stayed up there till probably 1 o'clock in the morning. We had some friends. that He's from that part of town, so we visited some people. And Mm -hmm. we're driving back, and it's late. And we just start writing this song just to kind of stay awake, I believe. (laughs) And it was a... Chris had a little idea of like the like that Jamaican thing going, and and so we just and I think he had got a little crazy last night, and so we just started writing it, and so from Morristown back to Nashville, we pretty much wrote the whole thing. Just didn't have a guitar or anything, just in the car, just singing. Wow! And um, so how long a drive is that? Like four or five hours? That was it's probably about close to four. I would say it's probably what we was three and a half, four, something like that. And um. So then we got back to our next writing appointment back in Nashville. We finally got our guitars, and we kind of just finalized it and everything. And didn't really th- I don't think we thought a whole lot about it. But um, one of the my favorite parts of it is, well, on the trip, probably somewhere around Cookville, mm-hmm. we stopped at a gas station. And uh, I just remember getting out. It wasn't Bucky's there by then. No, that, no, Bucky, then, no Bucky's then. yet. <laughs> But it was like, you know, probably at that time, close to three o'clock in the morning. And uh-huh. and I'm, oh, God. while Chris is pumping gas, there's like this concrete wall curb thing there. And I just remember walking and pacing on this curb and thinking of this song in my head, trying to come up with a line, you know, while he's pumping gas. And it was just, I just remember being on that thing. And then after the song was cut and I had it on a CD in my car, I'm from East Tennessee too, so I was driving back home one time and just randomly not even think of just pulled back into that same gas station mm-hmm. that had never thought about it until I pulled in and saw that same curb I was walking on. And I remembered walking on that and writing that song that night. And then <laughs> I had the CD in the car with me now of that song that wow. I was writing on that curb. <laughs> it was just a really weird. Cool memory. Yeah. That's funny awesome. thing. Yeah. Funny thing. And I know you write a lot with, with, uh, with, with uh, Chris Wallen yeah. and uh, you guys have written some, some songs together, big songs. Yeah. Good friend. We were, oh yeah. He was one of my best buddies. We, mm-hmm. uh, we were roommates, um, when we first moved to town, we had tons of stories of, you know, the struggling at first, you know, there was, there was one time, one of the best stories we, uh, had been living together for a few months and, uh, he came to me <laughs> we were just above Hickory Hollow Mall mm-hmm. and we used to walk over to Hickory Hollow Mall and they had the 29 cent tacos and 29 cent cheeseburgers and we'd go I've over there I've heard this story but I want to hear you tell it yeah so we'd go over there and get those uh, but one time we were walking over there and uh, we were both kind of quiet and uh, on the way back he goes man he said I don't know how to tell you this but he said but I don't have the rent money for this month oh jeez and uh. I was like well, I, said, I don't know how to tell you, but I don't, I don't either. either. <laughs> and so we were like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? And so we're walking <clears> back up to our apartment. And when we come to our apartment door, there's a note on our apartment door. No, no. And so we were like, what is this? And we read it and it says, because I had lived there before, for some reason, they decided to give us that month rent for free. Wow. There was a note on, I mean, just us talking about that. And then that note on the door said, this month's 
your rent's free. God thing. Yeah. Huh? It wow. Was, it was, we both were just like, wow. <laughs> yeah. No yeah. kidding. So yeah, that's we, crazy. We had a lot of fun times. I, I saw an interview once where we and by the way, if you don't know who Chris Wallen is, Google him and he's written some, some big, big songs. So we tried to get him on and eventually someday we're going to pin him down. Um, great songwriter, great guy. He talked a story about he'd get those 99 cent hamburgers like a hundred at a time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Put them in the freezer. Just freeze those things. Yeah. <laughs> freeze them up. Yes. Feed them for, you know, a month or so. Yeah. <laughs> we had some times. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. But, you know, and but you've had some successes too. And yeah. we have talked a lot on this show in the past couple of episodes about defining success and what it is as a songwriter. And one of the most interesting things I saw, a quote from you, uh, in an interview they asked you what your greatest success in songwriting was. And I loved your answer. You said, my greatest success would be definitely... The great friends that I've made while on this journey here in yeah. Nashville. And I think that's just amazing. Well, I mean, I've met some some really great people mm. um, just in the songwriting community and just some of the best friends I could ever hope to make, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more than more than any song I've ever written. That, that's way more important to me. It is to me, too, Craig. And, and I'll tell you, I just I love walking into a place like the Commodore and seeing all those friends, you know, and talking and catching up no matter where you go. This community is, is amazing here. And, yeah. um, and, and I love that about this town. Yeah, um, and I imagine back when you came here in what, 96, mm-hmm. yeah, those are the, those are the, uh, broken spoke days. Absolutely. It's where Chris and I met and, uh, yeah. Jeff Reed, um, he, Jeff Reed owns the local. Yep, here yep. Yep. Yeah. He was one of still right with him today. We still have a publishing thing we do. And, uh, good. So, yeah. Yeah, he's one of the best buddies. You guys got your own publishing company now. Yeah, we've been doing a thing called Coach Said Run uh, since mm. 2010. That's awesome. Been, yeah, how's that going? Good. It's been good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah cannot complain about it at all. Cool. Before I get sidetracked anymore, I've got to hear this song. And uh, we're 16 minutes in. We haven't heard a song yet. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize, folks, because well, that's, that's not what we're all about. We, we haven't seen each other in so long. We, we had have a lot not. To catch it, up on. It is so good to see you. I miss oh, you got your local hat on. I see. Jeff yes, would be proud. Yeah. Yes. I miss those old Claremont end days. Yeah, I want to talk about those too. Still drum, still ringing in my head. I feel pain, so I'm not dead. From the looks of things, it looks like. It got a little crazy last night Could I get your name again? Some situation that we're in Woke up by each other's side It got a little crazy last night Last thing I remember I told the bartender Is this your home? 
it's not yours, well it's not mine It got a little crazy last night I think I feel a fresh tattoo What is it of? I wish I knew But it couldn't get more out of sight That's right It got a little crazy last night Last thing I remember I told the bartender It's rum and whatever you have First one drink, then two Then I woke up with you So I know things can't be all that bad But it's still a little hazy, yeah It got a little crazy last night had me to come in and listen to this right off the bat yeah well, I noticed they left the last verse off they did yeah they said we hope you don't mind I said not at all <laughs> but I guess it got a little too crazy for Kenny to sing about you're gonna but, sing it for us now though yes <laughs> here we go <laughs> Mr. Pissed Officer at the door <laughs> He don't like me, that's for sure He says, I see you've met my wife Oh my It's still a little hazy It sounds a little shady But I think she might have paid me It got a little crazy last night Oh yeah It got a little crazy last night It did get a little crazy. <laughs> I love that verse. I can't imagine why he didn't want. See, that's what kept it from being number one. Right? Oh, he changed a few things. He actually <laughs> said, "Is this your shoes that I have on too?" I thought ah. that was a funny thing. Well, you know, and we talked about it in, on the very last podcast that we did, um, and I think it was with Pete Salas because Pete was telling me because you can't interview Craig Monday on a Thursday. <laughs> we are taping this on a Thursday, um, and, and we were talking about. Uh, Artists that will make changes to your songs mm-hmm. uh, like that. And uh, I've known people that are just like dead set against that. You can't change. This is how we wrote it. Yeah. But sometimes you've got to compromise, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, even though they did it without even asking, I would not. If they had asked, of course, I'm going to say, you do whatever you want to. Yeah, I'm the same way. <laughs> you can change yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. the one going to be singing it for the yeah. rest of your life or however long. So do what you want with it. And when I'm writing with, with young artists, especially, I tell them the same thing. We, 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 if you like the song and you, and you uh, don't be afraid to make it yours. Yeah. And if, if you're going to make changes, you got you got my permission. To Absolutely. Do that. Don't, don't think that I'm going to get mad. Yeah. You know, you can, so. you can talk yourself out of some cuts that way yeah. too. Sure. I remember one cut. Um, we were talking to the, the plugger who, who got it for us. And, um, and I said, you know, they changed, they changed some stuff. She said, I can't do that. She started to pick up the phone. Oh, no, no, it's all right. It's not rock the boat. No, it's, it's fine. Yeah. I think it's good what they did. But yeah, yeah, yeah they got to make it their own, don't they? They absolutely yeah. do. Yeah. That's what makes them artists. Yeah. What are you doing these days? Oh, these days, like I said, I still work with NSAI some. And I, I love I still, that you do that. Mm-hmm. I uh, do the writing. Uh, these days, it seems like it's more um, uh, a sort of specific thing that I write for mm-hmm. where, you know, back when I moved here with Chris and Jeff and everybody, we would just call each other up and get together and write a song and not yeah. know what we're doing with it or why we're writing it or what it's going to, even what we're 
yeah. what it's going to be or anything, and I miss that. Yeah. But it just seemed like um, just the time it was that was being spent to try to pitch those songs, mm-hmm. and it just seemed like it was really hard to, harder to get songs cut that the artists weren't involved in in writing. So it just seemed like that was becoming too more of a waste of time. So now if there's a, an artist involved or we've got a call to write a specific thing for like a movie or something, and right. it's usually laid out exactly what kind of style they want and the vibe and feel and everything. So that's usually when I write now is when I know what I'm writing for or and not spend so much time on the the biggest headache, what is, which is pitching songs and trying yeah. to get somebody to cut them. You can just... Absolutely, spin your wheels forever. It seems like doing that now. I think you're at a, that, that level too, where where you're presented with a project that needs a specific thing, and and boom, you go to work. Well, yeah, well, luckily, I've had some friends that gone on to be producers, or whatever. So if they're working with an artist and they, you know, they've heard enough of my songs over the years, and if they think that maybe I could get together and write something good with them, maybe they'll call me up and I get with some people and I gotcha. just try to write something for that person and mm-hmm. not try to pitch anything, just write something for that person in yeah. the room that day. How's the pitching handled these days, like with your publishing company? Uh, well, that most of is just through, we try not to pitch, truthfully. That's just really? what I, I just try not to even get involved in that. It's just such a, it takes up so much time and energy. It and it's, like I said, it's just so hard to get, Mm-hmm. get that accomplished to get an outside song cut the last thing i had cut was a um, um song I wrote probably almost 20 years ago probably and i never even knew it was pitched or anything and it just wow. uh, aaron lewis um aaron got, lewis got it uh, it's called yeah. a song called everybody talks to god oh yes and um i was listening to your stuff today this morning and i heard that song. oh okay yeah, good song and uh yeah so uh it, it was just you know when you got so many out there over the years, they'll mm-hmm. just slowly one will find its way in there. So, I've been kind of relying on some back catalog. And I know you've written really. a lot of songs. Yeah. Did you, Did you ever get a cut song where you go, "Oh, I'm trying to have to look at my what was that one again?" <laughs> oh yeah, that one. I remember that. One. <laughs> to, How'd that go again? <laughs> yeah, I've had to, I've, yeah. I've had that happen a couple of times, and yeah. even that um, everybody talks to God. I mean, that was a song. Yeah. Um, I went in. I was writing with Chris that day, and I, before. I was getting with him. I was going to stop in Virginia's Murder Mart there and get a get a breakfast biscuit. <laughs> we and, talked about the Murder Mart with Dave Gibson when he was on his way. <laughs> yeah, I was in there, and there was something on the newspaper that day, the front, um, because there was a little newspaper stand in there, and it said mm-hmm. something about who's talking to God or something. I forget how I, how it, but it asked a question that I, that made me say, everybody talks to God. Yeah. And um, so we went wrote that that day, and that was the song we wrote it, and like I said, I don't think it was ever pitched. I don't. Maybe Chris did a demo on it. I'm not sure. I don't remember doing a demo, and it was just something we put up. But it kind of found its way after 15, 20 years, something like that. Wow, that that's incredible. That's great, and I love the, the, the how you found the idea. You've got those songwriter antennas up all the time, don't you? Yeah, especially yeah. I don't feel as tuned into it as I used to be when I was writing so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's still there. You know, things hit you, and. Uh, there are times still today where I'll just have to write a song to get it out of my mind. And mm-hmm. then I might not even plan on ever trying to get it recorded or pitched or anything. I just write it to... With yourself. Flush it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Be myself and myself. I. Yeah. Just to get it out there. Yeah. yeah. I think I do that every now and then. Yeah, I, uh, I think it's real important, especially people getting publishing deals. I know that these songs, when I was getting my first one, I know the songs that I wrote by myself went a long way to getting that deal. They wanted to hear specifically 
songs are wrote by yourself so they know what you if they put you in your room by yourself just using your guitar what yeah. is going to come out you know i could see them wanting to know yeah what was your 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 part in that song what do you bring to the table mm-hmm. yep. yeah and i bet that's hard to to kind of when you when you do as much co-writing in this town is 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 done yeah it's done yeah that's what so. i think it's important to always you know every now and then just get off by yourself and write a song mm-hmm. you know just gotcha. yourself it kind of keeps you in touch with what you do Unfortunately, one of the things that we have to do on this show is take a break every now and then. <laughs> so I'm going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, could you play a song for us? Sure. Yeah. All right. Be right back with Craig Monday as our guest on the Songwriter Connection. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Songwriter Connection, connecting with music makers and hearing their songs and stories. Now back to the show with your host, Dave Linehan. Craig Monday, he's written songs for Kenny Chesney, Randy Hauser, Vince Gill, Diamond Rio, Amy Grant, Jamie Johnson, Blind Boys from Alabama, Mark Wills. This list goes on and on and on. He's here at the dining room table today and he's got his guitar with him. Um, you know, can I make a request? Sure. There's... Um, I re- one of the there's so many great songs that you hear, and you wonder how in the heck was that never a huge hit? And I know this song has been cut, and I'm talking about Satan and Grandma. When I first heard that, it was at Greg Altamer's house, and you wrote it with Chris Wallen, yes, right? right? Yeah, we did. And I about fell out of my chair. And every time I hear this song to this day, it is a treat. Uh, it, it never gets old. It's just one of those songs that's always going to remain in my heart. And if you'd be so kind to play it for us and, and tell us about, about that song. Sure. And then the rest, I, I swear, it's up to you. <laughs> but I have to hear that one. And Altamer, my good bro- buddy and brother from another mother, would never forgive me if I didn't ask you to play that. No, we'll see. Yeah, we got tune. I, I would have to do it in a different tuning, wouldn't I? Um, let's just drop deep. Mm. But, uh, I will say I have not played this song. Oh, in really? A long, long time. Hey, we can edit so, it. If we no, have no, no, no. I'm just saying if I, I'll try not to mess it up. You won't. And if you do, we'll just, just remember what. No one'll ever know. See, this is why I don't make requests a lot of the time because you know. Oh no. uh, yeah, uh, we. Re- this was just a one of those days of getting in a room. I don't. 
not knowing what to write and uh-huh. I'm not even sure where this where the title came from it's been so long ago uh, it was just one of those get in the room and see what comes out one day and it was a it was this song Satan and Grandma and it was mm. one of those it, this song was on hold with everybody. everybody it was just one of those it was just man is it ever going to get cut it was I think it was with Rascal Flats for over a year on hold no and, kidding but everybody from Leanne Womack to Alan Jackson and everybody had it on hold Oh man! And uh, recently, Rory Feek recorded it with Leanne Womack, so she ended up being on it in a way. I have not heard that version. Yeah, yet. yeah. Rory did it on a, his last, uh, probably his last thing he did. It's called Gentleman's Album. And okay, so, so that's him, out there. Him, uh, Leanne Womack did it together. Oh, amazing! Craig Monday, singing Grandma.
got her wings Now she's somewhere she can finally rest You see Satan knew my grandma well But Jesus knows my grandma Gives me chills. Craig Monday's our guest. What a great song. What a great twist at the end. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Man. You know what I wanted to ask you about that? Sometimes in songwriting sessions, um, we'll talk about um, the need or or not to to be specific. And what I mean by that is, um, in that song, you talked about a specific place, Sullivan's Park. Mm-hmm. It could have been in any park. Right, mm-hmm. but you chose to be specific and and tell them which one it was. Now, to me, I don't know where Sullivan's Park is, but I know what a Sullivan's Park is. Do you think it's important to be specific in in writing songs? I think it's every song has its. Um, it all depends. I think it's different. It could be different with every song. I think it just. I don't know. I remember even talking to Chris and I. I think we were thinking like, "What are we going to call this park?" I think mm-hmm. I remember going back and forth on a few different names with him. But uh-huh. I think it's it makes it that one feel a little more personable. It does doesn't it? Yeah, and yeah. that song is very personable. And that, that song was good for Chris and I to write because both being from East Tennessee, we both yeah. grew up a lot the same, and I think our our family lives were a lot the same, and we our grandmothers. So it was just a mm-hmm. it was a good song for he and I to write together. It was a great song. I mean, it still gives me chills. Just a great song, and I can't wait to hear. Uh, it's out there. It's uh, Roy Feek mm-hmm. with uh, Leanne Womack. Yeah, uh, and we'll find that Spotify. And River. The, the Grasskills yeah. did a good. Grasskills too. I've heard their version. Yeah, yeah. there's been a lot of uh, gospel yeah. groups that yeah. done it. Of oh, bad. Yeah, people yeah. call me and play it on the radio of a version I've never heard before. You know, of these yeah. different gospel groups. So Gotta be one of the ones you're very proud of. It was, yeah. I'm, I was, uh, I've, I've been proud of that song for sure. Absolutely, you've had other great songs that you've uh, that you're proud of too. And um, in this half of the show, I'd really like to hear some more of your music. Sure. Um, why don't you pick another one and tell us about it? And uh, all right. Um, and uh, I know I, as soon as you pick, put it down, I ask you to pick it back up. Craig <laughs> <laughs> Monday is our guest, hit songwriter, and it's good to have him here, pro writer and mentor. Do a song. Um, I haven't played this one in a while either, but I wrote it. With, it just came to my mind. I wrote it with my buddy Mark Johnson, and um, I'll let it. It's a little story song. I'll let, let I love story it speak songs. for itself. Mm-hmm. He was doing his best to act tough when they threw him into that cell, and as the sheriff slammed the door. The boy was still cussing and raising hell Over on the bottom bunk Laid a gray-haired hippie-looking man Watching all the commotion With a Bible in his hand The boy grit his teeth and said What are you staring at? The old man closed his Bible and said, Well, since you asked, I see a scared kid, a daddy gone, a runaway 
All the streets alone, a few turns you took wrong. A mama still praying you find your way home. I see hope, I see a chance for you to change while you still can. It's your choice, there's two ways you can go. And some, you're standing at the Crossroads. Yeah. Wow. Well, his words were the gospel truth. They could have been written in red. And it scared the boy a little. And he asked, Sir, have we met? Well, he rose from the bed, reached out a tattoo scarred old hand. Said, I just know you're kind, son. I ain't always been an old man. And somewhere between that handshake and the morning sunrise, well, he helped that boy to finally see the light. With his Bible, some scripture read, bended knees, a prayer said. Tears fell from his bowed head As the word sank in The old man said I see hope I see a chance For you to change While you still can It's your choice There's two ways you can go Some You're standing at the crossroads Sheriff wrestled a boy in, but he was setting a new man free. The next morning in front of the courthouse, he asked, Sheriff, do a favor for me. Would you tell my old cellmate that I'm going home? The sheriff looked at him kind of strange and said, son, we're in that cell alone. If you can see my arms right now, it's goosebumps all over. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. Well, what a story. Man. And I actually dropped my pen. I was so... Oh, that blows me away. Oh, well, thank you. Oh, there's the bar, folks. Top that. Tell me about that song. That was another one that there was no, didn't have it for a long time. I just got in the room with Mark Johnson that day, and uh, man, we just we just kind of came up with it, and ah. I think think we wrote it. If we didn't write it all in one session, we wrote it with one and a half, probably or something like that. Just wow, yeah, did not see that ending coming. Oh, I you. love that about his song. <laughs> yeah. I think great songs are kind of like that. They uh, they get you going. In a direction, uh, in a in a way, kind of like a good joke, right? Mm-hmm. And at the end, you pull the rug right out, and you, whoa! And I'm kidding you. I still have goosebumps. It's just crazy. It's, that song needs to be cut. It needs to be out there. Yeah, I'd like for that. That would that yeah. would be one I would like to have recorded for sure. I would like wow. to see that one day. Another one you got to be proud of. 
Yeah, yeah. absolutely amazing. Thank you for that. Oh, Appreciate that. This is what I love about podcasts. I, when I'm listening to this, I can back it up and hear it again. Back it up and hear it again. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Craig Mundy's, I guess, and he's a big songwriter. And, and I'll tell you, uh, a mentor with NSAI. And I want to thank you again for, for what you do for them. Um, I was a former uh, coordinator, and in, in, I just love what, uh, what NSAI is all about. Look and see if there's a chapter in your hometown. Join it. I highly recommend you do. Um, and, and study the craft, learn it from folks like, like Craig Monday. Um, if you visit Nashville, right on Roy Acuff Boulevard, as you're driving down 17th Avenue, you make a little right on Roy Acuff, and there's this big, beautiful, like barn-like building with a uh, mill on the front, like a grist water mill. Water wheel. Yeah, water wheel mm-hmm. on it, you know. And that's NSAI. And what people don't, uh, some people don't know, that, that was Harold Shedd's studio, right? Before mm-hmm. NSAI. Yeah, they Love those big Alabama some, records were recorded I think there. They said Achy Breaky Heart. Achy Breaky Heart, too. Yeah. yeah. So. so when you go in there and you visit, you're, you're visiting history. Yeah. So uh, country music history. So. so I wanted to focus, I'm going to drop my pen again. I want to focus <laughs> a little bit on mentoring and what you do. So uh, folks uh, have these mentoring sessions and they can send in so many songs a month. Is that how they're doing it now? Um, they, there's a different thing that's, there's so Song evaluations they do too. I think they get maybe twelve of those a year that okay. they can send in for to have songs evaluated. So the, yeah, okay. So and you send it in MP3 and it'll come to a mentor like like you. Or? It'll go to the song evaluators. Yeah, okay. I, I, no, I don't know not, who they are. Okay. I don't do that. But uh, and they're know, just numbers. They, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, you don't know the names of okay. who's who's doing it. So, uh-huh. but the time with me is usually just kind of like this. We I sit down. I, I kind of want to get to know the person. I want to know. You know how long they've been writing, where they are, what what their goal is, what yeah. they're trying to accomplish. Just, mm-hmm. So we just talk, and, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, like I said, if they have any questions that they have that I can answer, they, you know, so that's fine. To answer, ask any questions or whatever. I just try to try to help them accomplish whatever goal it is. You know, just give them whatever little bit of advice that I might have to help them. I'm just curious as to some of the goals that you're hearing when they, when you ask them that question. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had heard everything, and not not too long ago, I had this guy call in, and he he was a real estate agent, and he was telling me that he went into this house and had this big, huge vision of this, and this was he was somewhere up like in New England area, okay. but he had a ghost talk to him. He said that was a 16 <laughs> year old girl from Kentucky uh-huh. that gave him this song. Uh-huh. And so he had this song that he wanted to play for me because he got it from. So, I've, yeah, I've heard. And what you think? I get stories. <laughs> I just want to know. I get was, it was, did it blow you away? It, it, no, it didn't no, blow okay. me away. But. Oh, you know, it's a, we were talking about Jim Melko, who, who was the uh, uh, teaching coordinator up uh, in the Cleveland, Cincinnati, or the Cincinnati Dayton area uh, chapter. And he said, um, in, a, in one of his mentoring sessions, somebody said, um, This song was given to me by God. <laughs> Yep. And he would tell this story and he would say, okay, but if it was given to you by God, it would be perfect. And this song is far from perfect. Okay. So let's work on this a little bit. So, yeah. So, but, and you know, it's going to be hard. What I didn't like about what I enjoyed least about coordinating is the song critiques because, you know, it's a subjective thing, but absolutely, but there are things that aren't subjective, you know, um, and I just, I didn't want to discourage anybody. Mm-hmm. So I always try to point out what I liked about it, you know, and, and maybe you can work on this, you know, and do you feel the same way? I try to avoid critiques with everything <laughs> that's in me. I've, uh, I've had some of the most awkward moments of my life occur uh, during song critiques that I got wrangled into without, 
you know, sometimes they'll have you go do little seminars or whatever, and then there's no talk of a critique until you get there, and then you're like, oh, oh no. So I have to do this. I've oh. been involved in some awkward situations. I'll bet. For sure. I, won, I remember one specific time uh, we had a, a metric. I'm not going to mention names, but it was, it was the same thing. Um, didn't really know that, that they were going to have that session, and, and I remember, oh, no. Am I gonna listen to you know? Yeah, and and because it, it's 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 hard. It's hard. You don't want to dash anybody's spirits. And, that Cincinnati chapter you all had was really one of the best uh, out of all the ones I went to. Y'all had a good group oh. of writers and good group of songs up there for sure. They were serious. They yeah. really were. And we did. You know, we talked about. We, we used to have. We have a place called the Claremont Inn, uh, which was in Batavia, a historic place, um, um, and. We would do writers' rounds. We we were we thought okay, uh, so we're not in Nashville and we, we're not the Bluebird, but we could do like a Bluebird North thing. And we bought a, a <laughs> we bought this lamp, folks. You wouldn't believe it. This lamp, and uh, we would put songwriters around the lamp, and we would swap songs and pretend like we were Bluebird. And every time we had a hit writer up like Craig, we'd have you sign the lamp. Yep, you know. I remember that. Uh, and then we had songwriter festivals. I know you you came and did a few of them. I look forward to that every year. It was about this time of year always, wasn't it? It was, it was always about this time of year. Yeah, yeah. I, I miss that. Those were so much fun. It was. And then, you know, sign the lamp. So we have this lamp. It still exists. We still have this lamp. It's still at Greg Althammer's house. Oh, that's awesome. And a bunch of the guys got together, and we they rented a place off of Old Hickory Lake up here, and we had a songwriter retreat, and we hadn't done this since before COVID. So it's good to see all the old guys and just catch up, you know, drink some bourbon and, and, and write songs again and play songs, tell the old stories. But what Greg decided was to have all of us sign that lamp. Oh. And boy, I tell you, that was hard because yeah. for so many years we were like, no, you've had to have a cut. You, you know, you only certain people could sign that lamp, you know, but, you know. I'm glad to hear he still got that. Yeah, he still does. That's yes, good. he really does. And we'll have to get him to send us pictures of it or something. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd like to see him. It's been a long time. I know. If you I, listen, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> call me. I want to tell him to do to listen to this one, yeah. And so, in fact, we should call him right now. <laughs> yeah, you know what? We're running out of time. But anyway, uh, we had some fun times. We really do. I remember one time um, at one of the festivals, Carol King was walking down the midway. Oh, wow. And we're like, I'm like, that's that's Carol King. And she was campaigning for Sherrod Brown. His office was down there in Batavia. And she's walking by and she goes, oh my God, it's just like the Bluebird. And we're going, yeah. That's cool. And so she comes in and she looks around. You know, we stopped right in the middle of a round and we stopped and said, Carol King. And um, would you play a song, Carol? It's, no, 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 I'm not here for you. Know, could, could you please? Would you sign our lamp? And, and, and Greg was a little mad because... She can play around the lamp, the sacred <laughs> lamp. Uh, you know, how can we have her sign? I'm going, forget it. It's Carol Kane. She's signing the lamp. You know? <laughs> but it's crazy how things like that happen. That is, that's so cool. Yes. I miss those times. I guess the point being, folks, do it for yourself in your hometowns, you know? Get involved in it. Find people that are just like you. Find an NSAI chapter. If there isn't one, start one. Uh, if you're into songwriting, I can't tell you enough about learning the craft. Any advice for folks that are that are starting and, and really have a passion? I love to see people that have a passion for this. Yeah, know? probably one of the biggest pieces of advice, because a lot of people I've talked to, like I said, aren't in Nashville. They're out in Nebraska or they're just yeah. up in Canada somewhere just yeah. off on their own. Just trying to find some way to start co-writing. Mm-hmm. Try to get involved in doing that. People that haven't, because your writing changes so much. It does, doesn't when it? When you start co-writing, you just start picking up 
so many little things from other writers. And then not only that, when when you get the song finished, now you've got somebody helping you. You know, it's not just you trying to do something. You've got that person and all their contacts. And the more more writers you keep piling up, co-writers, then the more contacts you just keep increasing. And, and you know, right. it's it's one of those rising tides raises all ships. When when one of your co-writers has something good happen, when something's good just happened for you too, you mm-hmm. you know, it, it's um, so, so true. That's the main thing I would say is just don't try to do it all on your own. It's you need help. You do in this business, and don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Within reason, I guess, you know, within reason. <laughs> you don't go up to hit songwriters like Jeffrey Steele, let's write a song, you know. <laughs> you know, you got to be invited in, but, uh, you know. But these are all, that's good advice. And I, w- and I would just go one point forward, one one step further than that, make appointments. Even if it's an appointment with yourself to write, mm-hmm. I'm going to write every Saturday morning. Yeah. You know, maybe you got a full-time job, but every Saturday morning I'm going to get up and I'm going to write a song. Or uh, set up, uh, co-writes. And we used to do that all the time in Cincinnati. We weren't hit writers. We were just getting together as friends and for the passion and, and, and writing songs and do it, make appointments, yeah. put it in a book, make Absolutely. it, keep that appointment. Make like it was a doctor's do appointment. Yep. Make yourself do it. Right. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> How about for, uh, do you, do you mentor folks that um, are, uh, and I hate to say, and I'm not I'm trying to figure a bigger, better way to say, it. I was going to say just a lyricist. And I hate that. I hate when people say, well, I'm just a lyricist because that's important. That's mm-hmm. a, you're a songwriter. Yeah. Don't say that. But I imagine you do mentor people that 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 don't play an instrument. Sure, yeah, and get those too. Yeah. What advice would you have for those folks? Uh, to, I do think it's very important for them to find someone to work with that is uh, the the one. Uh, I knew one lyricist since I've been here that got publishing deals, and that's I mean he was just a lyricist. That's all he did. But he had a partner that he found that the guy did the singing and the music and they just worked so well together. They always went to every publishing company as a pair. As a pair. They would not sign one without the other. And so they just, they stuck together. And um, And did they get signed together? Yeah. yeah, They had John Michael Montgomery cut some of their songs, Clay Walker, Dirk Bentley. So they, they came as a success. Yeah. So, um, but they found some, they found somebody they could work really well with. So once again, you know, just don't try to do it on your own. Or if, if you've got it in you, you know, try to learn an instrument. I think that will help you. But if you're just, if you've not got that in you at all, you're not a singer, you don't want to play an instrument, you know, find just find somebody that you work really well with. That's a, I think that's really a good point. Yeah. And if you go to a lot of the writers' rounds here in Nashville, Commodore Local, um, Maxwell House, wherever you go, every now and then you're going to see folks that uh, maybe play a little bit, but when they play out and play their songs, they'll bring a guitar player with them mm-hmm. or a piano player and they'll sing. Um, so... Again, I hate the word just a lyricist or songwriter. Yeah, yeah. Just. But you're a lyricist, and it's important, you know? There are people that are really great with melodies. Yeah. And there are people that are really great with words, and then there's some that do it all, like you. <laughs> I don't know about right. that. Yeah. I got a lot of help. Uh, yes, you do. Yeah. Well, um, how about one more song? Take us out. Craig Mundy's sure. been our guest. Um, and Craig, just really good to catch up with you. And, oh, and, good, and, great and to chat. be here. What you want to play for us this time? <clears throat> you mentioned this song earlier. Uh, I will try this. This was a. This was probably one of the first songs that I wrote. Um, you know, eventually you kind of write a song that stands out from the, all the other others before, it and it makes you feel like maybe I've turned a corner and mm-hmm. have found something a little better than what I've been doing. I love that and, feeling. Uh, this um, this was that song for me after I'd first moved to town. I 
Well, the idea of, again, came to me driving from Knoxville to Nashville on the road one day. And um, at the time, I was playing Riders Rounds at Douglas Corner on Tuesday mm-hmm. nights. Missed and there was place. a guy hosting them. Uh, his name's Ray Sisk. And anybody in Nashville, you'll know Ray if you're out playing. Everybody there, does. Ray. Love that guy. But Ray was hosting nights over there. And um, he was one of those guys that were – I was just had him. I just thought he was one of the best songwriters I'd ever heard. And this when this idea came to me, it came to me to, you know, I should write this with Ray, but I I didn't had, hadn't even spoke to him a whole lot. Mm-hmm. But it's, finally I worked up the nerve to ask him one night and told him I had an idea, asked if he would write it with me. So this was the first song he and I ever wrote, and uh, this is another one. Uh, I won uh NSAI song contest with it, and that was one of the first things that happened when I moved to town that made me think, well, maybe I should be here doing this. You know, that I went... I can first, do this. Yeah, it's like, it's just like kind of a confirmation that maybe I can can do this, and so this song just meant a lot of different things to me throughout the years. This but, is one of the first songs I heard uh, yeah. you do. Yeah, and uh, Racist still plays this around town. Yeah, and when I see him, I always ask him to play it. Because I love this. <laughs> yeah, well, Ray's a good buddy. If I were down in Key West The sunshine would cheer me up If I were out in Las Vegas I might run into Lady Luck If I were lonely in New Orleans There's a I'm in Memphis Oh, in Memphis Ain't no place to lose the blues I know I'll never get over you, baby As long as I'm in this town Bill Street is oozing
times I'm in this town Pill Street is oozing with the rhythm and blues And I'm just dragging your memory around Somewhere tonight the mood is just right Thank you so much, man. Good to see you at Ketchup. Thanks, Thanks for having me, Dave. Yeah. Hang around. We're going to call Alltimer here. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Before I go, I want to congratulate my friend Bruce Warsniak. Bruce has a great podcast that you should be listening to. It's called Now Hear This. And Bruce, not too long ago, was on our podcast, too. A great guy about promotion and great guy to get to know. He just launched his 500th episode of that show. He's never missed a Wednesday release date in nine years and that's a big accomplishment so Bruce thank you so much for what you do and congratulations and thank you for joining us on the Songwriter Connection thank you for listening to the Songwriter Connection podcast find us on social media at Songwriter Connection also listen to Dave Lanahan's Nashville Connections radio show it streams live every Friday morning on WOBL and WNOI look for us on Facebook and YouTube see you next time on Songwriter Connection When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.